Hey now, we're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 142, Trying to Simplify Things. Recorded live on Friday, July 17th, 2020. This here is my audio diaries, where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. Today's episode will be a rundown of things that I've mentioned in the last episode and how I've been continuing on with that stuff, and uh, of course, entertainment chunk. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are a plethora of podcasts out there for you to listen to. Heart and soul of New York City. And uh, yeah, we are going to get right on it in a moment. The song is about to end, and uh, yeah, we'll do it. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Julio from New York. This here is episode 142, Trying to Simplify Things. Recorded on a Friday, another Friday, seven days ago, seven days later, I should say, the 17th of July. So, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I was going to try out the OYO Fitness, uh, OYO Personal Gym fitness thing. I was using the simple app for uh, intermittent fasting. Or I, I was in the I was starting it out in the last episode. It's currently 10 days in. So far it's uh, it seems to be working. I've dropped around 5 pounds or so in 10 days, which isn't too bad. That's that's a a normal that's a healthy drop per week. It's about should be about 1 to 2 pounds or so. So, you know, uh, slow but steady is the key. Um, now let me get back to the uh, oil personal gym first before I get back to uh, before for uh, continue with the simple app, uh, which you know kind of a pun on the title, simplify things. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, the personal gym uh, is definitely a good um, device as a uh, substitute for the maxi climber that I used to use because the maxi climber takes up a lot of room. The oil personal gym is a much smaller device, which allows me to work in my workspace area. Uh, though I do still need a little more room, especially when I'm doing the leg exercises. I found that out yesterday because I'm, tr- I'm, I'm supposed to do like these scissor kicks and um, knee presses that uh, need me to have more room. So I'll probably be moving my desk every so often that I start to use the gym, uh, the personal, the oil personal gym anyway. Uh, but yes, it... Um, it is a workout, so it's like a thirty-minute. There's a there's a bunch of YouTube videos by the trainers from the company that makes the thing, and uh, they're about thirty minutes. They do three sets of each uh, of, of of a series of reps of different um, exercises with the device, and um, it's taking me some getting used to the mechanism of it because uh, of the way the hand the handles are balls, and and you know it's it's there's restraints and but it's also there's this mechanical aspect to it. There's a hinge mechanism, and so I'm I'm still well. I've only done it three times, you know, for three di- for the three different videos of ex of workouts uh, that work that that isolate different parts of your body. So uh, I think with time I'll definitely get better at it. I'll get a rhythm, 
But more than anything, I, re- I discovered I need more space. But yes, at the end of it, I, uh, I'm, exa- I'm exhausted, dehydrated, and I feel like uh, this would definitely be a good complement to my my walks on every other day because <laughs> I don't know if I can do it three days straight, but I'll, I'll give it a shot next week maybe. Uh, but, you know, being cooped up in the house all day working, you want to go out, even if it is for just a 30-minute walk with a mask on and just to feel the air and just feel, yeah, nature or some aspect of it anyway. Instead of just being indoors 24-7, it's just, that's a little crazy but, uh, I mean, it's the world we live in now with corona and all. But, yeah, getting outside changes up the day. And you get to see things that you're not normally seeing in your room, in your studio. So, yeah, let's get back to uh, fasting. As I mentioned, it's been it's 10 days now. And so I went from 228 to 224.9 or 5 or whatever. And I think I was 228.9. So, yeah, it's it's about almost a solid 5 in two weeks, uh, which is good for two weeks, for 10 days. So it's actually a little less. If you go, if you want to be technical, it's uh, 10. So a week in three days instead of two weeks, because two weeks is 14. Anyway, I'm digressing. So this app really simplifies it. Uh, I'm doing the 16-8 fasting, meaning you have an eight-hour window of where you eat. So for me, it's 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., and then from 3 p.m. to 7 a.m., I don't eat. That That's a 16-hour window. Uh, in most days, I've been doing roughly 18 hours because basically my last meal is at 1. And then I'm, and I'm working, especially on my work days, because, you know, I have my lunch break at 1. And then after 1, I don't eat anything else. I just drink water the rest of the day. So, so really... Instead of starting my fast at 3, I'm actually kind of starting it around 1.30, 2 o'clock, which makes my 16-hour window go to 17 or 18 in some cases. So 17 to 18 hours. So it's kind of cool. I'm really um, I'm, I'm, I'm succeeding at the fast so far. And there have been maybe, of, of the 10 days, there were two days, I want to say, including yesterday or the day before, where I did feel hunger pangs for the first time. And I didn't feel them before those two days. So I wonder what that was about. But it was moderate enough that I could ignore it, drink some water, and just continue on until it was bedtime, which wasn't that much longer than the time that I felt the hunger pang, which would usually be around, let's say, 6 p.m. And I'm in bed by 10. So it's been it's been kind of... Uh, an interesting experiment that I'm doing. And uh, I think 12 weeks would be the appropriate period to really give a good assessment of whether or not intermittent fasting is the way to go. Uh, but we shall see. I mean, obviously, by cutting my snack slash dinner time, I'm already slashing calories. And that's what most diets are about, which is uh, limiting your caloric intake. So by me just cutting another meal out of my uh, day-to-day, I'm j- just just that simple task without even thinking about it. It's just I eat lunch, and that's it, and the thing after lunch. So right there, I'm just cutting out this extra window where I would uh, consume more calories. I'm just drinking water now, which has zero the rest of the day. And yeah, so just that alone, I mean, it makes sense that 
it could help with losing weight because I'm shrinking down how much I normally consume. So we'll see how that goes. Now, I've been telling you about my sleep schedule, and it's steadily improving, but it's still a work in progress. One of the problems with uh, constantly uh, hydrating myself is that I keep waking up every every couple of hours. I have to uh, wake up again and use the restroom, which is definitely not conducive to trying to sleep because you're constantly being... Uh, <laughs> forced awake to uh, to rush and uh, dispel some uh, <laughs> extra fluid that is uh, consuming uh, that that's uh, in need of uh, expelling. But anyways, uh, it's a work in progress. I um I gotta try to balance out hydrating myself enough so I'm not dehydrated and so I'm not feeling hunger, but at the same time not too much that it'll mess up my sleep patterns. But I'm definitely sleeping better than I have been before because I'm doing this regimented schedule and having this regimented schedule is definitely key to to doing to doing this whole thing and in the to continue, you know to being organized with the fasting, the eating, the sleeping, all of that so that you know i I, I like structure and this is definitely helping with with structure, which I think is helping with my overall state of being because I was feeling for a good while disorganized, overwhelmed, and emotionally, what's the word, um, anxious. I was definitely feeling a lot of anxiety and lost. But by creating this structure with the fasting, the sleeping, and everything, it uh, has helped give me... Um, I don't want to say purpose because that's not what it is, but it, but it's giving me uh, a sense of uh, of normalcy because I know okay at this at this time I'm going to do this at this time I'm going to do that and and so that eases my anxiety because I, I don't have to think about what should I do because I already know what I have to do because it's already something essentially scheduled for me. Now this should definitely be part of the entertainment chunk what I'm about to say, but it's not really it's entertainment adjacent so anyway um i'm sure all of you the four that listen know about the uh about nbc creating their own streaming service called peacock cuz that's the name, that's the symbol of their website of their um channel nbc has the peacock as the symbol of their network and so they now have a streaming app it's called peacock obviously there's a free version and a paid version now what I like about the fact of the thing about their free version is you can stream the free version on your Apple TV, on your phone, on, on anything. Whereas Hulu, their free version can only be seen on the website. You can't stream you can't stream Hulu for free on anything but the website. Now you can pay four ninety nine and still get ads and then you can watch it on, on all your devices or whatever. But I rather, if I'm going to get ads, I rather not pay anything. And I was paying $12 for Hulu so that I would have no ads. And uh, I had the uh, the ability to watch, you know, watch shows and stuff or whatever. But I haven't really been want using Hulu or Netflix for that matter, other than the two things that I'm going to mention in the entertainment chunk, ironically, 
other than those two things, I haven't really watched uh, Netflix for all the time that I've been paying it. So with Peacock, the thing about Peacock, number one, it's free. So that's that's a Netflix account and Hulu account that I'm not paying for. That's money saved. Number two, especially when it comes in, in regards to Hulu, most of the stuff that I watch on Hulu are NBC produced shows. And guess what? Now they're on the Peacock app. So I can watch it on there without having to pay Hulu. For Netflix, Frasier was the big show that I would watch on Netflix. They no longer have Frasier. Turns out that's an NBC product. So the fact that I was paying Netflix, I'm not really watching anything there. If I were to want to watch anything on Netflix, it would be Frasier, which now is no longer there, but it's on the Peacock app. And for Hulu, most of the current shows, really, it's just some, um, uh, what is it? The Extraordinary Life of uh, Zoe's Playlist or the Extraordinary Playlist of Zoe. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. That's what it's called. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And of course, I want to finish The Good Place. Those are both NBC products. They're going to be now on the Peacock app. Ergo, don't need Hulu, don't need Netflix. And that's uh, $11.99 saved from Hulu for me. And that's $8.99 saved from Netflix roughly 20 something a month. So I'm very excited about trying out this new Peacock service. I'm going to get ads. That's fine. I'm not paying anything. So, you know, you're, you're being subsidized by ads. I'm okay with, I'm okay with free. I'm, I'm okay with ads. If I'm not paying anything, if I'm paying something, I don't want ads. So there we go. And, it, and since it's free, I don't have to worry about, am I using the service uh, enough to justify having it because I'm not paying anything. So that right there, is a win-win for me. And uh, so the only streaming services that I really can justify paying for is um, Crunchyroll, because Crunchyroll is a niche service for anime, and most of the anime that I watch happens to be on Crunchyroll, so that makes sense. Whereas Netflix used to have a lot of anime that I would watch, but I haven't really been. Hulu had one show that I was watching on there, but one or two, but um, yeah, it's not enough for me to keep paying. I already pay for Crunchyroll, so I'm good with that. And um, oh, and Amazon Prime is the other streaming service. Now, the reason why I can justify Amazon Prime is I'm not really paying for the streaming service. I'm paying for two-day shipping. That's what I've, I've always paid Amazon Prime for, was the two-day shipping that Amazon Prime was about because that's what Amazon Prime used to be in its inception when it first came out that's all Amazon Prime was and I love that service and I've been a loyal customer of Amazon Prime since that time period and since then they've just kept adding stuff there's Apple there's Amazon Music free stuff you get um free you can you can you can borrow books for free you get the free streaming service that's all that's the free the streaming service is part of Amazon Prime um, yeah, they just kept putting extra and extra things, and uh, I'm and I really was just paying for the two-day shipping. So for me, the streaming service aspect of Amazon Prime is actually a bonus for Amazon Prime. So I can justify paying Amazon Prime because it wasn't about the TV series; it was about my shopping on Amazon. And whether I am uh, feeling morally ambiguous about it now and I'm, I'm starting to feel like I should probably cut cut my uh, Amazon habits I'm not sure yet I'm still on the fence on my feelings on that because capitalism is capitalism no matter where you shop and uh, um, it's just more convenient the stuff that I get on Amazon 
for the most part, has been mostly convenient because of it's convenient on Amazon than anywhere else. There are some things that I've been able to uh, redirect. For instance, the Bruce Lee Criterion Collection. I, I can buy it from the Criterion Collection, so I did that. Some stuff I can get on Target, so I'll buy it at Target, but that's just another big store. But So it's not really helping the small man, the, the underdog or whatever. I'm just transferring funds from one giant to another giant. Uh, it's just a smaller giant, but it's still a giant. So we'll see. I'm, I'm still on the fence about that. But at the moment, those are the two services that I'm justifying paying for is uh, uh, Hulu Prime and Crunchyroll. Disney Plus, I've paid for the year straight up. So I think I'm going to cancel it because I haven't. That's another service that I haven't really used. I, I watched Hamilton was there. So, OK, I was big on the Hamilton thing but before that. Uh, the last thing I watched was uh, Beauty and the Beast, which I, I think I saw it the first month that Disney P uh, Plus was a thing, which was back in March, I want to say. or when, Whenever Disney Plus launched, that's when I first really watched anything there. I watched that. I watched uh, Mickey's... Um, so it must have been in the wintertime, because I remember watching Mickey's uh, Christmas Carol. And... I think that's it. It was those two things and recently Hamilton. Oh, I watched uh, Jeff Goldblum's uh, show. I only watched one episode because it was, it's just too weird. <laughs> I watched the episode about sneakers and that was it. So other than those few things, I haven't really taken advantage of that service as, as I thought I would because I thought, oh man, Disney has such a giant collection. I'm going to constantly want to watch those things and I haven't been, haven't really had the time for it. So that's been that. So, so yeah, let's let's get on with the entertainment chunk. Okay, we are back. So the irony of uh, me saying that I'm no longer using Netflix. I just, I did cancel it, I uh, want to say yesterday, if not the day before. But prior to that, before uh, doing that, I was, I did watch two final things on Netflix. One is an anime film that they have. Another irony, because I mentioned that uh, most anime I watch is only on Crunchyroll, but ironically, they did have a movie that made me want to watch. So I did. It's called A Whisker Away. And it's a cute little uh, romantic fantasy, urban fantasy kind of uh, anime. Typical Japanese sentimentality. It's about these teenagers. Uh, this one girl is disillusioned with her life because uh, when she was a child, her mom left her. And so she felt she has abandonment issues. And now her, her father, so she's been living with her, her father has had, has had custody of her all this time. And uh, she's rec he's recently married, so now she's trying to accommodate this uh, stepwife into their lives and not really treat her like a mother, but at the same time feeling disassociated with her. And uh, now also her mom just came back into her life, and all her mom is doing while they're quote-unquote trying to bond as mother and daughter is complain about how dare your, your father... Uh, marry this woman and and get in the way of our life. Meanwhile, you left, you left, you left them. So you can't really blame him for anything when you're at fault since you you abandoned your family. 
And so now the family is trying to move on and now you all of a sudden want to get in and you feel entitled. Now you don't get that aspect of it. You think the mom, the mom is jaded because the father, they got, because they got divorced and, um, and, and you, and you were aware that, that the father had custody of her because she's like, she kept, cause the mother kept saying, why don't you move in with me and whatever. You don't realize that no, in fact, she abandoned them. You find that out later in the show. But anyway, the daughter, um, I'm bad with names, so I'm not even, even going to try to recall them because I don't. This was almost a week ago since I watched this. The, uh, the daughter, she, um, she runs away and she comes across this cat spirit creature. And, uh, and, then, you, and then, then, the, then the credits begin, the opening credits begin, and now you're in school. The, the the next scene is she's in school she's accosting this kid who uh, has his own family drama his um you come to find out his his grandfather is a a potter and um you don't know anything about the father i'm guessing the father is gone or dead or who knows but this kid wants to carry on the tradition of pottery but the family doesn't know that because he keeps this to himself because he's um introverted in that sense uh but anyway this girl is infatuated with him and he, she so she harasses him and everyone calls her like a freak or whatever because she's a little eccentric in her way of being and you and you find out that they've been calling her that since she was young because of her mother leaving her and so that's been uh trailing her and haunting her her whole childhood anyways you later find out that cat spirit made her a deal gave her a cat mask and this cat mask makes her turns her into this into a cat and so when she was traveling when she was um in this festival as a cat she bumped into that kid and the way that kid took care of her as a cat made her fall in love with him but of course he doesn't know that this cat that she was you know taking care of and being affectionate to was this girl in his class so you know you 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 find that fun entanglement and i don't want to that's the synopsis i don't want to spoil it if, if you do decide to watch it but it's a, it's a cool romance you find out later on that that cat spirit is going is trying to convince her that, yeah don't you see your life is so much better as a cat why don't you just give up your human life and give me your human face i'll make that into a mask for my mask collection he's, he's a mask seller uh, so that's where the the supernatural aspect of the of the uh, movie comes into play and uh, it's really cool. I loved it. Now onto a more, um, well, into a, I don't know. This is another fun, this is an action film based on a comic book called The Old Guard. And so The Old Guard stars Char Charlize Theron. Her company produced it, produced it and, and made it or whatever. And she's the main character. It's a film about these immortals, and by immortals meaning um, they can die. You can kill them, but they come right back to life. They don't. They don't really die until I guess their life span or whatever decides to not heal from a death-defying uh, uh, thing. And uh, so her character, um, Andy. Yeah, Andy. That's her nickname. Short for like Andromacles or some some ancient Greek kind of name. She's uh, completely jaded because she feels like all these 
centuries or millennia or whatever that she along with these other fellow immortals that she's been picking up along the way because she's the oldest one of the bunch and uh they've been picking she's been picking them up uh picking them up explaining what they are and uh together they've been essentially mercenaries for hire but with heart because they only take jobs that they feel align with their moral compass and their moral compass is for the greater good of the world because they they have a sort of well they have their own idea of what's black and white what's good and what's evil and uh, she feels like nothing that she's been doing has made a difference in the world and uh as uh this final this one of there's well it's supposed to, it was supposed to be a final job or whatever or it was the most recent the, the last job that they currently i mean the show had to start somewhere right so this they picked up this job she didn't want to do it but she reluctantly accepted because apparently they were going to uh, rescue some somali kids from being kidnapped and traded away to uh, sex trafficking turns out it was a trap and a setup to get them filmed so that someone can divulge who they are and so now th- their mission is to track down this this person who who set them up and the person who set him up he actually um he actually has a uh, i wouldn't say he's an he, he has a i wouldn't say a good cause but he has a uh, distorted idea he he feels he's doing something for the greater good himself by trapping them and it's because his wife died of cancer or whatever, and he couldn't do anything. And so that traumatized him. And somehow he came across something that made him discover these people that are able to do things. And not only that, they never die. And maybe there's a way for, had he been able to transfer their healing abilities to his wife, she wouldn't be dead. And he would still be, she would still be with him. So at least that's his warped, warped sense of morality. That's what I was going to say. This, um, and so that, that was his warped, perception of the whole thing not realizing that this is not they they were just born that way they're not it's not this is not an ability that you can transfer to anyone and uh and and even them even they are not fully immune from dying because there have been they have died a few of them um that andy can recall because she is the oldest so she's come across other ones that have died so and there's also a, a female i think her name was queen or quinn that she couldn't save and so she also holds that guilt of letting you know not being able to keep her promise to that person and so ever since then she she vowed to never let one never never fail another one so that's the premise of the show it's really cool i loved it i enjoyed it a lot i i do hope there's a sequel how will i ever see how will i see the sequel if it does come to be i don't know because i won't have netflix maybe i'll get it for that one time i can i can afford eight dollars for a film that's not a bad that's a that's a worthwhile investment uh for 30 days to watch one film yeah i can do that that's better than 20 bucks for a ticket to the theater so yeah those are the two things that i uh that i've watched since our last recording and of course uh i did finally get the criterion collection of bruce lee's greatest hits and i plan to probably hopefully watch one tonight so that's all i have for today if you have any questions, comments, what have you, you can always reach me at juliofromnewyorkshow.com and click on the contact section there. 
or you can reach me via email, juliofermentY at gmail.com. And I guess you can try me on Twitter at juliofermentY. I may get a notification via email and then get back to you. Who knows? But the other two are definitely the best ways to reach me. So until next time, thank you for listening.